What up, ouncers, and welcome to yet another season five or something, I don't know, of the One Ounce Pour. That's right, you heard the liquor clicker. And we're excited for today's guest because it's Hunter. Hunter, say hello. Hello, everyone. Well, hello, Hunter. Hi there. There you go. What a great introduction. Hunter's in sales, so we know he's going to bring the fire today. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. But uh, yeah, we're recording this one also live on uh, Instagram, so... Shout out to Poro Bill's Bar. Let's raise our ounce. Chin, chin. And I'm the only one drinking tonight, so that's fun. Yay. Should we just make a drinking game for you, Drew, so every time that me and Hunter come up with something, you have to take another shot? Like every time you say me and Hunter instead of Hunter and I, I yes. have to take a shot? Take a shot. That'd be fun. No, I am not getting that drunk. <laughs> I, yeah. I, can, I can almost guarantee you're going to do that a bunch. And uh, Oh, I forgot your catchphrase already. I'll, I'll remember it. Let's call a spade a spade. And That's hobby, it. And if hobby you say, me. let's call a spade a spade on this show, I'll, I'll, I'll start drinking to that as let's well. Let's call a spade a spade. Ah, Take here we go. Shot. Yay. I'm not actually going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be cognizant for at least half the show. I want I want you to be Stewie drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 10 and you're a 4. <laughs> so this is a podcast. <laughs> Loosely based around hobbies and <laughs> hobbyists, so we invite people who have interesting hobbies. Hey, Drew, what's your favorite uh, Asian massage parlor for hobbyists? Oh, you know what? We saw a lot of massage parlors when I was out at Poro Bill's Bar. Shout out, Poro Bill's Bar. I got way too friendly. I was, that's a play way of saying intoxicated at Poro Bill's Bar, and uh, it hurt. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> but anyway... I forgot what I was talking about. We You're the Asian massage parlors. No, which is your shut favorite? Shut up, Thomas. <laughs> What's your favorite here, Drew? Come on now. For hobbyists, you got to talk about this stuff. Hobbies. Hobbies. That's what our show's about. <laughs> Hobbies. And today's guest is Ta- Hunter Tanner. Either way. Either, Either way. way. Tanner Hunter. Hunter it's, Tanner. It's confused. I'm not going to say your full name on this podcast, though, because that'd be weird. Yeah. it's. You know, I'll blip it out. Everybody on Instagram will hear them. Yeah. Yeah, you just use one or the other. I'm oh, sure okay. people will put it together. No, they'll never put it together. Uh, so, <laughs> Drew's, mom, Drew's mom might look you up on Facebook and add you, but that's about it. Yeah, there's that's true. literally dozens of us across the country. So, oh, good. Oh, good. So, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. Just right out of the gate. You guys are killing me. Of course. What's your hobby, man? <laughs> <laughs> is that what this is about? I try to make it about that. We'll see how far we get into it. And Let's see how, uh, let's see how much off the tracks the Tom hole. can get us here. Yeah. Yeah. Goal every well, week. first, let me state that I work with Hunter. Every time I want to speak with somebody about hot rods, motorcycles, new builds, old builds, anything like that, I go over and I pop squat right next to him and chat for a hot minute. Minute, yeah. Y- you seem to minute. be fairly knowledgeable, and I'll let you pick what hobby you want to talk about after I'm done talking about the hobby okay. I want yeah. you to talk about. You seem fairly knowledgeable on. Uh, building some some cars and bikes yeah i would say that i have a lot of useless knowledge when it comes to that stuff and i spend a lot more time on youtube and learning about 
working on stuff than actually doing it. So what's your background in that though? <clears throat> so from being a little, from when I was a little kid, basically working on motorcycles, working on cars, um, been in the motorcycle industry for a long time, working at motorcycle shops, stuff like that. And just kind of tinkering myself. That sounded weird. That's not it. Tinkering, tinkering in the yourself. garage. All right. Yeah, by myself. How by about yourself. That? Yeah, yeah. Tinkering by yourself on yourself. On myself, by myself, aside. Yeah. Anyways, so just working on my own stuff, building stuff that was interesting to me. And and uh, looks like you're a... Uh, okay, why do we have to stop the show for that? <laughs> you're wanting to know when comments are coming up, you fuckface. I'm trying to do my goddamn job. <laughs> He's like in the middle of a paragraph. Oh, look over here. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get you to notice while he was talking. Why I didn't go? Hey, Drew. I'm okay, like right. quietly. I I'm thought like, you like texted like end the show, get this guy off here right I, now. Like, that's like, what I was expecting. Like, like, look over at the phone, and he's like, actually, he shows up on a couple lists. Yeah. I don't know if we want to be associated <laughs> yeah. with this guy. I don't want to talk about lists. I'm on Drew. We can just keep going. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, what were we talking about? Tinkering You're, ourselves. Tinkering something? yourselves. You were tinkering yourself. Oh, yeah. So basically just working on your own stuff. And now with YouTube, you basically get on YouTube. And if you want to do something, you learn how to do it. And then you go work on it. And so hobby, working on motorcycles, build motorcycles, building cars, trucks, whatever. So I think that's what we talk about most of the time. Cool. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you for sharing all your hobbies. Uh, Have a good rest (laughs) of your day. Now we can talk so, about the Asian massage parlors. <laughs> Damn, back to the important stuff. And edit. So, no, no, no. No claps, Drew. No yeah, claps. Yeah, we're editing all of Tom out of the show. People are going to be like, the one I was for, didn't they? weren't there two guys on that show for a long time? And yeah. I try and make it as inappropriate as possible. Oh, just with Very one nice. thing, though. Just with one thing. No, so when I first started working with Drew, I noticed that he had a picture on his Zoom profile of his truck, which is 60. Oh, yeah. 60, right 60 on the money. Dodge. Mm-hmm. And I have a 64 Chevy C10, kind of a, kind of the GM version of that, a few years newer. And so that's a few years newer, started. a whole lot squarer. Yeah. A whole lot squarer. Um, just a flying box, man. Yeah. And exactly. you also have a 442, right? 68? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm working on a 68 Olds 442 right now, which is, uh, which is super fun. It's sitting in the snow right now. So Ooh, you know that good Utah snow too. Oh yeah. So it's it's probably getting some uh healthy amount of patina. Yeah. That's what we call it. And here's uh here's a tip. So if you get on Amazon and you look for a car cover and uh-huh. it says waterproof car cover, it's but not. it's the cheapest one. They're it's lying. definitely not. It actually like holds the moisture in between the car and the cover so it, it becomes a faster <laughs> moisture <so>. barrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for those that are um not aware of what a 442 is it is an oldsmobile correct and the 442 does not denote the cubic inch of the engine correct what does it denote (laughs) so there's a lot of debate about that but the 442 started in 1964 same year as the first muscle car the gto gto oh the gto okay okay was that the first muscle car yeah wow um, oh, but here's a fun one. What was the first pony car? This is kind of a trick question, it but is. I know what you want me to say. It's the Barracuda, It right? is not a trick question. That is a that is the first pony car. Maybe because I said first pony car, mm. and everybody immediately goes to the Mustang for that. 
But yeah, the Barracuda. Actually, we had a uh, at the Ford dealership I worked at. We had a Ford book, and it went over the whole lineage of the Mustang and the you know Fairlane and everything. Mm-hmm. And in this Ford book, it actually said that the first pony car was a Barracuda. Really, and Mustang had to answer the Barracuda. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The the Barracuda. What was the first year? Sixty four. Sixty four. No. No. Sixty four and a half. Yeah. It was 64. They came out with it in 64. Was that the one with the really round rear window? That oh, was? yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Do you like I that? love that car. Okay. That is one of my favorite cars. One build that I will do eventually one day way down the road is I actually want a 66. The only thing they changed was the front fenders, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, same body style, same big bubble glass back on it. But I want to get a 66. And let's see, Richard Petty raced with like four engineers in the Euro, the Trans-Europe, and uh, Trans-Am, Trans-America. Mm-hmm. And they were Team Starfish. Wow. And it had what like... What a team name. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, had, it was Petty Blue, right? But then it had this like orange stripe on it. And uh, look it up. It's a cool car. Okay. I want to build one of those one day. And that would be a fun little track car to have. Take yeah. out to the track and... That'd be awesome. Rip around. Yeah, so this is this is basically what Drew and I spend a lot. These of are the rabbit holes we go down. Yeah. Where he's like, "Oh yeah," and then I had this uh, this Honda CB I just bought, and I'm like, "Oh my god, let me tell you about yeah. the Hondas that I've owned." And then all of a sudden, we're talking about yeah pit bike motors. Yeah, and I'll pull up uh, an Excel sheet with all my projects that I'm working on and haven't done anything with for years because I have kids now. So all my hobbies are dead. By the way, just. Uh, we, we've already we've so. already done the show about dads and hobbies. In okay, case cool. anyone cares, you can go back and look it up. Uh, four episodes ago, three episodes, three, I don't know, three no. or four episodes ago. Yeah, it was with Brandon. It was three. Yeah, or four I know. Episodes I'm ago. going back though. I think it was four, four All or right. five. Go go listen to that show. It's about dads with hobbies. Uh, yeah. And the whole premise of the show is your hobbies are dead, and you just need to find some kind of time to actually yeah. keep them alive. Yeah, I find that if I think about my hobbies, then they don't 100% die if I stop thinking about them. Well, in cars, I mean, restoration in general, cars, motorcycles, whatever, that's a hard one to keep alive Yeah. with children. You can't really be like, hey, come on in the garage and you know, come near shooting sparks and gasoline and chemicals that'll give you cancer. That's true. <laughs> yeah. One of my kids, he loves just sitting in my car when it's in the garage. But it makes me so nervous because I put him in and it doesn't have door panels, anything like that. Like yeah. He's going to need tetanus shot after every time I put him in this car. So. Well, I mean, that's how that's how you learn. Yeah. But at what point do you, you know, shove him outside in the garage and be like, let's go. Exactly. So. What I've found, though, is, I mean, talking to you, Drew, it's pretty rare. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just making this up. But it's pretty rare for people about our age that are into, like, building classic cars because it's i don't want to say it's kind of a dead hobby but a lot of the knowledge is kind of locked up with the older generation kind of the our dads things like that that's and they hold on to that shit exactly like you ask them hey how do you how do you do i don't know like a rebuild on an old weber or something they'll be like oh yeah why don't you just bring it over yeah exactly (laughs) no no no. i just want to know (laughs) so you almost need to be like an apprentice of someone to get good at this and a lot of people may disagree but that's what i'm finding it's tough like working on a 55 year old car 
and looking through forums, YouTube, things like that, it's 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 tough. It's a lot of digging. Yeah. Uh, I so. used to have my bookmarks of just everything I've ever purchased online <laughs> from different <Yeah>. sources. <laughs> and then I was one day I was like, I'm going to delete the, I, you know, I'm kind of yeah. done, mm-hmm. you know, doing that style build. And I deleted them. Then I found another version of that build. And I was like, why did I delete all that? Exactly. <laughs> so it's fun. It is not fun. And it is fun. It's like all mixed up into one. Yeah. It's like you talk to people. I mean, I think part of the reason why people aren't doing older builds is because it's not so much and i'm this is now i feel like that old car guy telling like the new generation of car yeah. guys what's wrong with them but it, it, it's a fact you can't just bolt on a lot of stuff yeah right whereas new cars what makes them so cool is you can just kind of bolt on power exactly and the old cars you can't yeah you can kind of but <laughs> you know yeah. you could plug your computer into a new car right. and gain horsepower yeah on an old car, you can't really do that yeah. unless you have a certain system on there. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different subcultures within, like, the car car builder's wor- world. I, I say builder, but I wouldn't say I'm a car builder at all. I'm like, No, I would never <laughs> claim that. You're a brave man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, there's just so many different uh, car cultures. Like, I'm, there's, like, two or three... Uh, different small groups just in my neighborhood they're all about like subarus and there's like i hear them all day every day like working on subarus things like that and i feel like that's a completely different kind of a completely different area than what we're doing here because people that are working on like jdm stuff or subarus or even like i don't know some of the newer stuff there's just a whole different wealth of knowledge that you can get on the internet for working on that stuff whereas oh, yeah. the old stuff you're all those guys won't get on the internet. Exactly. <laughs> they I'm probably jealous. don't know how to get on the like internet. Like half, so. the, half the JDM and Euro side and everything. Like I'm jealous because I feel like if you told somebody that you drive a, and I'm going to mess this up, Volvo 240 station wagon. Is it a 240? Yeah, it's 240. Yeah. Oh, here we go. We got our Volvo yeah. expert over here. Yeah, it's 240. So you tell somebody you have a Volvo 240X you know, uh, station wagon, they're like, oh, have you joined that forum yet? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then huh? there's a whole forum of people that are like, oh, yeah, I love my, you know, 2.4 liter turbo engine and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, that's, I, I kind of wish it's not as inclusive. Old cars, I feel like, are less inclusive yeah. than like the JDM or the Euro side of things. People are way more judgy, too, I feel like. Oh, why well, stop going to car shows? Yeah. And people always say like, oh, your truck's beautiful. Like, why don't you take it to car shows? It is beautiful. And I do want people to see it and I want to show it off. Yeah. But part of it is it's so annoying going to a car show. What's the age group that you got to deal with in well, those car shows though? Let me yeah. put it this way. Uh, the Beach Boys is playing nonstop. Yeah. But like, I'll, I'll be at a car show and someone will walk up and they'll just look in the hood and they'll be like, why Why would you put that engine in it? Exactly. Because yeah. that's, that's what I want to do then. Oh, I don't know if I would have chopped the top like that. Well, it's not your truck. Yeah. Well, I don't think I would have put those rims on it. <laughs> okay, thank you. And then secretly you go behind the truck and start crying. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh the, no, this doesn't affect me. <laughs> yeah, I think the what's the word purist? I think the purists are alive and well in the in the classic car. They're in their they're too alive and well. Yeah. Okay. And the worst part is, is the purist is the guy that doesn't own a car. 
Exactly. And goes home in like his brand new car, whatever. Or the guy that spent 120k bought a car and doesn't know anything about it. And this is like, <laughs> but he bought the is, purest of the car. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I spend an extra 30 grand on this car because it has the OEM windshield wipers. Whatever, right. You know, so. it, like my dad bought and restored um, a 68 GTO convertible. Mm-hmm. Oh. And we took it to a show, and it was like the first show it ever went to. And in the, you know more about GMs than I do, but they have a last Merrick is what Mopar calls it. I don't know what they call it in GMs. The big rubber bumper. Oh, the, yeah. I know Whatever. You know. So Mopar land, it's an last Merrick bumper, mm-hmm. right? But it's painted. Right. And then the rear bumper is chrome, and that looks stupid. <laughs> so we painted our rear bumper white to match the rest of the car. Right. And I'll tell you what, it's like this car is gorgeous, right? We tubbed the rear. Um, it does have the original 400 in it, uh, but it, it's just, this, it's a gorgeous car. And the first thing somebody walks up and is like, why would you paint the rear bumper on this? That's not original. Well, I could, you know, it's, it's obnoxious. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, GTOs are, are sought after. But they're not like Superbird sought after right. or 71 Cuda sought after, where if you do have one of those cars, you need to put it back to spec and have everything original and paint the the battery line, hemi orange halfway yeah. up it and all this other stuff. But when it comes to <laughs> a exactly. car like that, like who, who you, you need to you need to chill out, dude. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's why the car community for Older cars is so hard. I mean, kids are LS swapping Nissans, and nobody says shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, matter. oh, that's cool. Look at that. I finally have a V8. And a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you put a, a 2J in a Chevelle, then you're going to get dragged oh, from your house lose and I, beaten in the streets. Lose so. it. That was, I saw that. That was so funny. With the, where he puts the camera under the hood. Yeah. <laughs> he would just come up, and they're like, oh, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there are some, I mean... If you follow like the Roadkill guys at all, you ever yeah. watch Roadkill? Oh, absolutely. There, there's, there's definitely some, some people out there, influencers, I guess, is what you'd call them, the Roadkill guys that are all about just getting it running and doing cool stuff with it and just Let's having make fun cheap with it. Power, so, Let's go. And that's so, what the whole community should be about. Yeah. So. And it's it's somebody else's car. Chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Now what? What was like the catalyst that got you into it? Like what made you say, I, I want to get into rebuilding and restoring cars? Um, I, I've always like worked on motorcycles. I've been a, been a motorcycle guy for a long time and done a lot of dirt bikes that I've built up, which is, which is kind of the same idea, just a much more simple process because there's a lot less working parts, uh, prices are lower. And then, um, I don't know. I just, when I was 16, I got a, an old square body blazer and just wanted to do some stuff to it that, cause I couldn't afford to do anything other what than. What year K5? It was a 90. So. Oh, you know, uh, speaking of again, poor old Bill, yeah. he has a 87 rotting away on the side of his house. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, it might be for sale. He keeps saying he's going to restore it, but we never. (laughs) They all do. (laughs) Ten years. It's going to come back. Come on, Bill. Restore it, man. I don't know who Bill is, but 
I would love to see this. Yeah, now you can look at the comments and tell me what he says. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Oh, Nothing. No. <laughs> He's probably uh, like... Yeah. Um, it was actually a Jimmy. So basically the exact same thing, just the GMC version. And it was... Uh, 86. Oh, it was an 86. 86. Right. Yeah. So and they were the same, basically the same from 73 up till I think, 91 in the Blazer, the square body, maybe 92. Yeah, I bought it for twelve hundred bucks. That same thing is probably twelve thousand now because prices have gotten uh, ridiculous. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, like who? No offense, I know that everybody loves them, but like you know, Ford makes a better version of that, right? What did you say? <laughs> Excuse me. The Bronco. The Bronco. <laughs> the, yeah, you want to talk about? Hey, uh, what did O.J. Simpson run away from the cops in? No, not a K five, a Bronco. It's true. Yeah, he wanted all the power. It wasn't really, I guess it was running, but if you watched that clip lately, hmm. it's so it bizarre. It's so slow. Everybody He's going like, like 55, <laughs> and you can see his face. It's, there's like no there's like no distress on his face or anything. He's just kind of like, all right. Well, I mean, he going. didn't even think they were back there. I mean, obviously, he has things going on mentally, <laughs> but it's just. Blows my mind that he's just like Sunday strolling <laughs> with 300 cop cars behind him. Is that, next time you get a chance, just watch it and then look at his face, and he's just like, "Hey, uh, it's like I don't want to." Those, do are, this. those, are, those <laughs> are different times, right? Anyways, in his head, he's just like, "How am I gonna get away with this?" <laughs> it's like putting it together in his head. Like, let's see that hmm. glove. I oh, think, put it in the dryer. It'll yeah. shrink. <laughs> if I put the glove in the dryer, um, actually, do you want to know what? It, do you want to know what it was? Do I want to know what it was? OJ, do you want to know why the glove didn't fit? Because it was soaked in blood? No. Nope. Oh. He had a rubber glove on because he didn't want to touch it oh. to contaminate it. And because of that, that little extra did not fit. <sighs> yeah. How dun, dun, dun. We should change our podcast yeah. right now. The rubber glove. <laughs> to be a, a rubber glove <laughs> podcast. No, I was going to say a, a sleuth investigatory style podcast because that seems to be very famous i am there's yeah, yeah there's you know millions of them. you know we don't see a hobby podcast all that often because nobody really gives a flying fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't give a shit about this drew so. i was like we're innovators i don't see these anywhere these hobby podcasts because <laughs> you run out of hobbies real freaking quick yeah. no way now we're into motorcycles okay what was your first motorcycle that you restored bill is waiting for the rust to, for the roof to rust off so he can get a first generation shell that comes with the windshield oh look so, at that's that's the thought process right there There you go Perfect. and you know what i would say that thought process was strung together brought to you by bourbon anyway, probably so was <laughs> i first. thought you were gonna say red rock <laughs> red, red rock <laughs> yeah drew you. how many of those uh free plugs are we giving away until we get paid i already i i stopped doing it why, why do I feel like the I town? Doing it. Why do I feel like the town bicycle with us? We give it away for free and never get anything out of it. We never get a ring. We never get an endorsement. Nothing. A ring? Yeah, like you know, a we, girl's waiting to get proposed. To. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. There you go. You're just. What was the first motorcycle that you restored? Let's get back to your hobby. Oh man, since we're hobbyists. So growing up, <laughs> growing up, I worked on a lot of like old like Honda XRs because. They were dime a dozen. You could get them for a hundred bucks at yard sales, things like that. That's another thing that little you could air buy. cooled two yeah. valve. Those are those are 
still overhead cam or were those push rods? Push rods were in the like sixties. Yeah, um, those are overhead cams. Those are overhead. They didn't change them much, and they're pretty much bulletproof. You could run them without oil for twenty did, years. And did you still see? Go. There was a guy in Europe. That was like uh, he's some influencer, YouTube sensation guy. But the whole thing that he was trying to do was kill this C C seventy passport. Oh really? And he, the first thing he did was he took all the engine oil out and filled the C seventy with vegetable oil hmm. as the engine oil. And then he ran around, still couldn't kill it. I think at one point he dunks it in water, like in a lake, and pulls it up, and kickstarts it, and it fires right up. I believe it, it. ends with he goes up to a five-story building and chucks it off the roof of a five-story building and the um the crankcase cracks oh, and yeah. all the vegetable oil leaks out it still runs though so then he went down <laughs> to the parking lot and he's like there's no way and he kicks it and fires right off <laughs> exactly yeah i don't what would you compare the old xrs to in the car world toyota tacomas or something oh, no you know it would be a it would be a corolla a Corolla, yeah. But like a '80s Corolla, like a no. You know what? Actually, I would go Tacoma. I would go a 22 RE to uh, Tacoma. That's yeah, what it is. Exactly. It's slow. It's just hideous, but it will never die. It's a good comparison. There we go. Yeah. You heard it here first. The XRs are the 22 REs because uh, actually one of our shows, Mojo, she had a 250. Hmm. She had a 250. Hmm. Um, was a street legal one, the XL. Yeah, because I had a 350 XL, mm. and I love that bike. Yeah, there's a there was a lot of different combinations of the XL, the XR, different displacements, and they all were pretty much air cooled, four stroke. Honda was really they really were set on four strokes, while like Yamaha and Suzuki was Kali going two were going two stroke and. And Honda was basically dying on that hill for a long time, and and uh, they had some great two-strokes as well. But the XRs were what you know Honda's for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of what I started out on, just messing with. And uh, that's another one that you could get a hundred buck, get for a hundred bucks back in the day, whether it was a one hundred, two hundred, whatever. That same bike now, same year, you're hard pressed to find one for under a grand if you do. So, I actually had I had a XL. 200 as well hmm. and this old no it was a 185 that's what it was okay it was a 185 and it was a 84 something like that it was right before they went to the monolink okay and they had the twin in the back yeah and this old sweet old man was like i just need to get rid of it you let me know a price and you know yeah. i'll sell it to you and he's like oh i also got a gold wing if you want it and all yeah. this other stuff and i was like oh no that's it's good and i pulled it out of his barn and drove it home and i was just i was looking at uh ellie and i was like oh i ripped this old man off this thing is so cool yeah. <laughs> i can't believe he sold it to me for so cheap and it had the title and it was street legal and everything and i was like i gotta flip this thing and make a fortune i took it home drained all the oil out blew the carburetor out filled it up with fresh fluid started up wrote it down the street and seized the piston perfect and i was like yeah <laughs> this is fun <laughs> So That's then I the went worst. and bought a ATC 200. Yeah. Pulled the engine out of that and swapped it out. So it went from a 185 to a 200. Yeah, they use pretty much the same motors in their exactly three wheelers. The same. Some four wheelers, dirt bikes. The uh, go karts. ATC had a pull start. Mm. 
And I was like, I can't keep a pull start on a motorcycle. That looks dumb. Yeah. Well, if you just take take the side of the case off, the same system just fits together for the kickstart. Perfect. It's like, nice. Let her rip, tater chip. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how I got started, and then I got really into the two-stroke stuff, CR500s. Um, I built a couple CR500s. They're they're basically the biggest Honda two-stroke dirt bike that they ever made, and they discontinued them in 2001. And the motors were just rockets, tons of power, but they were pretty primitive. They didn't handle well. They had old steel frames. So I took two of those and I put them into newer 450, CRF 450 frames to make them handle better. And I built a couple of those, one for my brother and one for me. And that was kind of right at the beginning of when that was getting popular. And then CR 500s have gotten pretty difficult to get now. And it's hard to find one, a good one for under eight grand now. But uh, yeah, Honda two strokes are always fun. And then I kind of jumped into the cafe racer scene a little bit. Which, Didn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> which is... And you're, you're yeah. what, 6'2"? Mm, like 6'5". Six 6'5"? Five. Six five? Yeah. And I have like a... Yeah, show some respect. 6'7". Six, six so uh, Hunter's 6'7". Six 6'9". Six nine. <laughs> six nine and a half. <laughs> seven. seven. Yeah. He's just shy of seven feet, uh, but in heels, he's 7'2". Yeah. So, I mean, cafe racer. Because I'm... I'm short. I'm six yep. foot compared to you being nine feet tall. Nine two, yeah. Nine two. <laughs> Cafe racers suck. <laughs> it's true. I built a GS 550, like a Suzuki GS 550. Mm-hmm. And it was all about, I just, I had to make a Cafe racer because everybody yeah. was doing it. Yeah. Right. And I made my own fiberglass seat that housed Ooh. the battery. I was so proud of it. Nice. And I built this thing and I rode it for like a week. I was like, ah, my back. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my back it hurts so much. Yeah, they're not they're not fun. For I sure. mean, you think about it, the ergonomics on a brand new like a uh, crotch rocket, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole tank is like part of your knee. Yeah, and the the rear sets are up higher and perfect, and the seat is hugging you. Everything's perfect. Yeah, and then you want to take some banana seat and hack it up and put a skateboard underneath it and call it a cafe racer. Exactly. I like brat style. Yeah. I wish that would have caught on more. Yeah. The brat style is, is a good medium between like your comfortable dirt bike and your actual cafe racer because it still looks cool, but your handlebars are up a little bit higher. You're not breaking your back, leaning over. And there's, yeah, the cafe re- cafe racer style got super popular for a few years. And unfortunately, every... Tom, Dick, and Harry thought that they could build their own cafe racer, and so... They they were... First off, for those that don't know what a cafe racer is, 60s? <clears throat> uh, a lot of people were racing from cafe to cafe. That's it. That's all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they used to hit what's called the ton-up club, and the ton-up club was you just hit 100 miles per hour. So these guys were modifying Triumphs, BSAs, Nortons, uh, Vincents... Which is a shame now, if you think about it. The Vincent yeah. Black Shadow being hacked up into a cafe racer. Yeah, that's racer. most iconic motorcycle maybe ever. Ever. So. But, I mean, all these all these great bikes being hacked up and then turned into cafe racers. And the whole point was to lighten everything up, get a mer- more aerodynamic look to them, and then race them. 
cafe to cafe and hit the ton up, the 100 miles per hour. And then the Japanese actually never really got into it. Yeah. But the Americans got into it and took Japanese style uh, motorcycles and turned them into cafe racers like CB750s, like what I did with the GS550. And then I think people started <clears throat> to realize how uncomfortable they are. Exactly. You have to put rear sets on them. Otherwise, it's not a cafe racer. Yeah. And people were putting, like, because uh, most of these Japanese motorcycles are standards. Standards means your pegs are directly under your feet. Like you you're sitting in a lawn chair, basically. Right. You can't cafe a standard bike without putting rear sets on it. Otherwise, you're just in this weird position where your feet are right underneath you, and then your arms are stretched all the way out. Yeah. It makes I, no sense. I've seen so many, quote unquote, cafe racer builds over the years that someone wanted to build one and they had no idea what they were doing put it together it's just hideous did not work at all put it on craigslist 80 percent done project and that's that's unfortunately what ruined a lot of the the classic honda cbs triumphs oh it's it's almost there guys it's almost there you just yeah. got to do xx and x <laughs> all it needs is wiring <laughs> a new no, motor <laughs> the, the classic is just the frames all there Classic is perfect, just needs a carb clean, which means <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with it. It's screwed, but it just needs a carb clean. So like they, they were mechanical enough to do everything else. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it has a brand new head gasket on. I just yeah. adjusted the timing. Uh, you know, it, it it runs perfect. I just I haven't had time yeah. to do the carburetors. I just didn't have the four minutes to actually do the one thing that would make it run good. In other words, it is trashed, so and you still see that. The cafe racer scene has kind of come and gone a little bit. Um, as far as like the custom bike scene goes, it's it's still great. If you if you go to like Bike Exif or uh, what are some of the other... So there's some still some really popular builders out there that do really cool bikes. But uh, it's more unique now than just the cookie cutter cafe racer. Oh, it's like racer. a full... It's a full build. Yeah. The one thing I'm, I want to see happen... When we're talking styles coming into the United States, and uh, this is where Tom's going to come in because he's always the the looker upper person. I think it's called. Tom's like the Jamie of the Joe Rogan <coughs> podcast. Is that damn right? Yeah, I think it's called Bozuko. What the hell are we looking up? Sorry, Bo just out. look up Bozuko style Japan. Oh, Bosazuka. Bosazuka. Yeah. Gosh, see, I was so off. I think I may be wrong. You're, I mean, like I think the, there was one more syllable in there the, somewhere. The vetter, like all the yeah. way up here, and the sissy the bar with the huge pipes sticking up. Yeah, I want that to come over here. I want that to be on the road. <laughs> there was an old. So this is well, we're about the same age, right? We're, I mean, you look great for forty. So forty-two, actually. Forty-two and a half. Forty-four. Forty-four. So, um, Six, seven and a half. Yeah, there was an old Weezer music video. That was called Dope Nose, and the whole music video was that type of bike. Yes. So this was back in high school when we used to watch MTV Two or whatever. Yep. And there was music videos, but that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So I think I've, I've they're seen, weird looking bikes. They're too. very weird looking bike, and there's a whole car culture to it as well. Yeah. That's you know big big body kits and pipes that go all the way up in the air, and then they actually like make a star at the very top. Exactly. And stuff. Yeah, that's that's another, like we were talking about car cultures. That's another one that's like, oh, you're into this. You're into like 1978 Corollas that have pipes that stick out 16 feet in the air. Oh, okay. Have you been on the whatever forum? 
and then they have like meetups and stuff like that. So, and I think that's what's cool about our generation of muscle cars slash classic cars slash uh, piece of shit sitting in our driveway cars. Mm-hmm. I think we're more accepting and stuff. Like everybody, when I was in high school, shit on the Miata. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a hairdresser's car. Blah blah blah. Now I look at Miatas and I'm like, man, it'd be cool just to go out and get a Miata and strip it down and make it a track car. Exactly. It's crazy how things change and evolve. And now I see if somebody has a really well-built Miata, I'm like, that's a cool Miata. Yeah. (laughs) I would never say that. (laughs) It's, yeah. The older I get, the more I can respect people's stuff if it's like done cool and done right, you know? Whereas like 10, 15 years ago, I say that is stupid you know but your and the things that are tastes evolve you know yeah and the things that are cool now that were just complete junk like no one wanted back then is is yeah it's completely different 80s 80s has made a strong comeback in the weirdest possible way Mm -hmm. that early 90s yeah yeah in the 90s was not a great the 90s and 2000s were not a great place for cars. Exactly. <laughs> not at all. A lot of a lot of unibody front wheel drive yeah. low horsepower vehicles. I don't see why anyone would want to Yeah, even the even the quote-unquote muscle cars of the early mid 90s like the Catfish Camaro or the Fox Body Mustang, the Fox Body or the the generation after the Fox Body, the round Those Mustang. better not come back. Those were hideous. They're well on their way to coming back. So Well, the Fox Body, everybody was like that's such a turd car, and now everybody's like what are you talking about? It's the yeah. lightest of all the Mustangs and I always liked the Fox Bodies. They were kind of cool. I don't have anything against them, it, but there was it just seemed like if you had a Fox Body then it was because that was all this makes me sound like i don't know it that was all you could afford back then because they you could get them for dirt dirt cheap yeah and they were basically like you could go fast you could build them for with little to no money and now that's not really the case but but yeah fox bodies is definitely one of them but there are a few of the 80s cars that were pretty much always cool I would say like the Grand National. Oh, well, the Grand Nat is the coolest for those that don't know. Buick made a couple of these, a couple generations of these. Uh, and same body style, I guess, is just, just one year body, after yeah. another. It was 85 to 88? 80, I may be wrong. I want to say 87 was the final year and the most sought after year. Yes, so, so Buick made a V6 turbo car. That ran faster than a Corvette. Yes. It tracked harder than what famous... I think it tracked harder than a Lamborghini? No, Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. It was a Ferrari. It tracked harder than a Ferrari 308. And in the last year they were in production, they sent them to England to McLaren. And McLaren tuned them and put their own custom interior in and sent them back. Yeah. And they still had horrible sales... Because it was a Buick and because GM snuffed their marketing, it wouldn't allow them to say the quarter mile time, wouldn't allow them to say their track time or anything because they were afraid it would take away from Corvette sales. Yeah. GM's always been weird about that with and the Corvette. And at that time, yeah. like Corvette was like 190 horsepower. <laughs> like, it was yeah. so detuned and uh, all the smog stuff on it. It was a garbage car. Yeah, that C4 Corvette. 
Was it a C4? Yeah. And, and it was hideous. Yeah. Even those ones are having she a hard time. She sounds hideous. <laughs> yeah. She sounds hideous. <laughs> That's a great movie, by the way. I wish I could quote that more, but I don't know many people that have seen it. So The Allstate commercial? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Sorry, it was State Farm. Oh. All right. Can we just edit that out? Can I love that? that State Farm movie with Jake. Yeah, you know, you Jake with the, the khakis. The director's cut? The whole director. There's like 20 minutes I haven't seen it. I was, for some reason, I was thinking that was from She's Out of My League, but I guess not. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen that? <laughs> She's Hell Out yeah. of My League. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're now a movie review podcast. Please Boom. explain what that movie is about. She's out of my league. And who's in it and what's going on? Alice Eve is in that mm-hmm. six foot blonde girl that's smoking hot and, and out of make most men leave their wives for. Yes. So she's, she's out of it. this guy's league. Yes. It's okay. Jay Baruchel, dude. Of course she's out of his league. Who's Jake Baruchel? Jay Baruchel. Who's that? You can say you like movies. I like I Jay like Baruchel. Okay, he's the guy with the Canadian tattoo right here and knocked up oh. that, they ja- that they make the joke about. Do you get extra points if you jerk off oh. and hit right into the lead? Okay, I I understand yes. who that is now. It also has... I get uh, all of this. It has the guy in it that you remind me of, TJ Miller. God, you're the second person who has Holy said... Holy shit, I can't unsee that now. Yeah. The first time no, I ever talked to no. Drew, I was like... What's up, TJ? TJ yeah. Miller, right there. Teej, that's giving me your new nickname, Teej. There you go. You're the second person that has said that on this podcast. On this podcast. (laughs) On this podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm. You know that he he he's not a good guy, right? Yeah, he's going to prison, isn't he? Uh, I don't think he's going to prison. Or did he get out of that? But he is definitely not a good guy. Because you heard what he did about the bomb on the train, right? Yeah, I think he got out of that. Did he get out of that? I think there's some allegations against him too. Wow. Sports desk. <laughs> Honestly, if he just did a bomb threat, I'd be like, "Yeah, you know, I, okay, I'll take it." But instead, it's now he's uh yeah. Anyway, let's get off of that. Did you ever subject. see? Did you ever see Goon too with him? Hey, look at me. Sports desk. Look at me. I look nothing like T.J. Miller. I just sound maybe closely to him because we both. Oh lisp. no, I see the whole package, man. Teach the way you talk, the way the that curly you hair, the curly hair. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Well. Anyway, sorry to Fuck offend me. you, but... <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> sports desk. Yeah. sports from All a right. desk, you maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go watch that movie and... and uh, uh, maybe I will. I don't know. Um, well, I'll, go, watch, I'll go watch the State Farm commercial again. Just you so don't watch the don't whole make the same State mistake Farm again. commercial. Back to front, front to back. Yeah. Grand Nats, they're hideous. Uh, yeah, people are probably like, oh, Grand National, that sounds awesome. They Google Grand National and just throw up in their mouth immediately. You can't throw up in your mouth. They're all black, and they never made another color. Every Grand Nat is black. I'm Hey, I love them. They're I'm amazing. Saying, but if you showed just an three? average non-car person off the street and said this was the fastest car of the 80s, no. It was a 3.6 liter uh, turbo? I believe is a 3.6 turbo V6. 3.7, 3.8. I want to say 3.6, but you're. I'll look it up. All right. So while he's looking it up, Grand Nats are the greatest cars of all time that GM ever produced and then snuffed out of themselves. Yeah. Also is that the very one they expensive. had in gone in 60 seconds? No. <sighs> I, I don't think, think so. they, because that was. Looks like it. That's speak why. It, which, what? Who had it in gone it in 60 seconds? It was the one, seconds? or it was the one that they, that one kid stole that wasn't on the list. And they're like, why did you oh, steal maybe. a car that was not on the list? And they're like, how did 3. you... 3.8. 3.8. Yeah. 
3.8. We're we were we were shy of it. I think most the GM like just regular G body cars had a 3.6 in the mid 80s. Okay. But I could be wrong. But yeah, yeah 3.8 turbo. Rear wheel drive. Maybe That's from important. gone in 60 seconds. I Maybe. can't remember that part, but I also haven't seen it for 15 years. So. For some reason in the 90s, 80s and 90s, they started uh, transverse engine front wheel driving everything yeah. that didn't need to be. The Monte Carlo, mm-hmm. cool, cool. The Monte Carlo Coupe, mm-hmm. really interesting, cool looking car, transverse front wheel drive. Yeah. It's like... No good. Yeah. As far as cars go, from about... 73 with a few exceptions mopar so that's some good stuff from about 73 to i'm trying to think of mopar late 90s i would say early 2000s was just a very dark time for performance automobiles with it being late in 70s america in america because in europe they're still running the rs and the cosworth and all that kind of stuff yeah exactly but late 70s early 80s just rough as far as cars go However, there were still were a few that that people love, like your Trans Ams, things like that. So people were picking those up now and doing some crazy stuff to them. Yeah. So I am uh, I'm very excited because I'm going to ask you my favorite question, and I think you're going to have some good responses. If you don't, we'll probably just edit this whole show to nothing. Perfect. Uh, when has your hobby ever gotten you in trouble? When has it gotten me in trouble? Yes, siree. I would say if you're spending money on fixing old cars and motorcycles, that is a hard thing to explain to your significant other where that money is going. Oh, trust me. So That blueprint engine that I'm still waiting on, I was like, uh, I can't really call this anything other than what it is. Yeah. (laughs) Not, Not to say that, like, I'm... My wife will probably listen to this, but not say that I'm like trying to hide my wife. My wife. That's but, a commercial. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a full movie. Yeah, but it's just a hard thing to explain. Like, oh, I I just spent X amount on this blueprint engine for my for my '60 Dodge. You know, oh, why is it that much? You know, or oh, I had to spend X amount on powder coating these wheels. Whatever. You know. So I guess I don't want to say that's gotten me in trouble, but uh, I'm always a little bit nervous. Like, okay, this is what I'm doing with the car. This is what I'm doing to build this motorcycle. Oh, I just bought this piece of garbage basically off of Craigslist for 500 bucks. But trust me, like it's really worth four grand when it's done. So, so not that it's got me in trouble, but it's, uh, if you're not a car or motorcycle guy, then it's, it's hard to understand why you would spend money on junk or why you would spend money on certain things like this instead of like something that seemed food for your kids. Yeah. Food for your kids or paying your rent or <laughs> things like that. So I'll tell you, I got just in the motorcycle world, got in a lot of trouble one time. Uh, and it kind of worked out. So I talked about that XL 350. Mm-hmm. So I put probably 500 bucks into it. It wasn't a lot. Yeah. I did most of the work myself, got it running. I put actually a later model FCR carburetor on it. Oh, nice. It was, it was a cool looking bike. I was trying to get it to look more flat tracky than it was because mm-hmm. it's an ugly enduro bike, but it's a good looking flat track bike. Yeah. 
So anyway, then I started listing it for sale because all of these were projects to, you know, actually have money in college. And this guy reached out to me and said, hey, man, I have uh, two 1986 Nighthawks 700 S's. And I don't know if you're interested, but I'd, I'd love to do a trade. Yeah. And I was like, you never trade a running bike for non-running bike, right? So I was like, ah, all right, let me see him. I'll ride over to you. So I rode it to his garage. He looked over my bike and was like, oh, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong, whatever. Yeah. And I looked over his bike, so I was like, can you fire one of them up? And he's like, oh, no, I can't fire them up. Uh, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, on which there was. Yeah. But I was thinking, here's one bike that's close to running, and here's a second bike that's just completely could be a parts bike. And I was like, you, I'm interested, but my bike's worth a lot more than both these bikes. Yeah. So we ended up coming up with a cash offer, and he drove me home with the two bikes on the trailer, dropped them off. I got one of the bikes running, but it sounded really off. So I dropped the case on the crank and looked, and it was split in half. <laughs> and apparently these 700s were, like, notorious for that. Yeah. So I sold both of them for 250 <laughs> Took it right in the shorts. <laughs> yeah. I'd say that's one thing that that I uh, guess one of my weaknesses with my hobby. Oh, excuse me. I get a little overconfident on things like that. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that that bike, it needs a lot of work, but I can fix it. It's worth the money. I, I can pay a little bit more for it. Or, yeah, I, I think I know the value of that truck or that car or whatever. And so overconfidence has bit me a few times on these things but fortunately when it comes to motorcycles or cars trucks whatever in most cases value is just going up on pretty much everything right now exponentially so, exponentially it's insane so it's an investment so as far as like spending money on things like that i feel pretty good i've if you can if you can buy it for the right price then there's been very few times where I've lost money on things and it kind of goes the same for some of my other hobbies too, like, like guns or hunting stuff, whatever. If you, if you buy stuff that is a good investment, then, then I feel like it's a much better hobby because you there's not that much anxiety in spending money on your hobby because if you need to get out of it, then the value is going up on some of this stuff. So now I'm not, familiar with guns are they the same as car like is an old gun worth more than a new gun because it's like a old cool firearm um not not always but in most cases yeah so it really depends on the brand and what it is if you're talking about like the ar market like semi-automatic ar-15 ar-10 stuff like that that market fluctuates quite a bit has a lot to do with politics and who's going to be president next and <laughs> the laws things like that so that fluctuates quite a bit but i would say in general values pretty much stay the same or go up on most firearms do you know who this who was the greatest ar salesman of our generation was tell me obama oh yeah i so i, I worked with a lot of gun guys at the job i had mm -hmm. and this was during uh when president obama was in office i would watch them 
sit there and they'd go, oh, he's about to do a speech. He's about to do a speech. And he'd do a speech and they'd be like, all right, let's go. And they'd get on all their websites. We got a stockpile. And they would buy all these. He's going to outlaw them. He's going to outlaw them tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to happen tomorrow. Guess how many Guess how many gun reforms Obama actually did? Zero. Zero. Absolutely yeah. none. He did nothing. <laughs> but I would just watch. And actually, if you look at like gun sales and how they spike, if you look at during his presidency, it was through the roof. Yeah, they're very AR sales, on ammunition sales, everything. Yeah, he was the greatest. Yeah, ammunition salesman, AR salesman out there. A lot of it has to do with that. A lot of it has to do with elections coming up, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm. I know 100 percent about all the details on on how politics affect guns and laws and things like that, but it is definitely a factor when it comes to pricing, availability, demand. Etc. Etc. So, yeah, it there's a lot that goes into guns and politics, and it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So it's not you know what? There's never anybody being like, oh no, a Democrat's going to office. I better hurry up and buy a bunch of like yeah. 1970s cars. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that was the case. That'd be awesome. Like anytime a anytime a uh, like Republican goes into office, you're like, okay. Now we're going to Mecham and we're buying a whole bunch of 70s cars from yeah. that <laughs> Democrat was, goes in office. It was pretty much the opposite in the early 70s when it was like, okay, we're going to mandate a lot of things here so that emissions are different, things like that. People weren't like, oh, man, I got to go buy seven Chevelle SSs right now because they're going to go away. It was like... They should have. I need to get rid of everything I have that isn't going to, like isn't going to pass emissions or isn't going to possibly, I guess, fall under the, the right guidelines. It was like, okay, well, let's get rid of all this. And that's why the mid-70s, you saw just a lot of the, the classics, a lot of the muscle car era cars just kind of go away because they were worth pretty much nothing in the mid-70s. So. To have a, a time machine and access to like a storage facility you knew would be around for a while exactly <laughs> i don't know how many times a day i just think oh man if i just had a time machine if i could just go back and do this and sometimes you know it's like stupid stuff oh, like it's it's like oh man if i could just go back when they had this flavor of otter pop or something <laughs> it's just like <laughs> speaking of otter pops did you know they took all the coloring out of them what yeah i bought my kids otter pops and they're they're colorless all clear they're all clear why they're not even clear. They're like a weird tan. They're just nat- natural, it, like piss color. <laughs> made it a little bit weirder, but yeah, they're they're all like uh, they're all tan for some reason. Uh, if I, I mean, did you know that dealerships were taking the wings and noses off of Superbirds and Daytonas and oh, really? reverting them back to Chargers and Roadrunners because they were not selling? Oh, jeez. You could just go back in time and find like yeah. a Hemi four-speed. <laughs> another example of that like gm side of it is the 63 corvette which is like arguably one of the most sought after gm vehicles because it has the split rear window i believe they had a an actual recall about that and so people didn't like the split window and so they would take it back to the dealership and they would change the split rear window to make it non-split which are way less valuable now and way less desirable but that's crazy but yeah if you could go back and just there's a, I think there's a ton of those. I mean, these are probably like 
small, stupid examples compared to, oh, if I could just go back and invest in Apple or something. Instead of like, oh, if I could just go buy <laughs> a 63 know. Corvette. You know? That's how you know you're a car guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I could go back and invest in Facebook and yeah. Apple and all this stuff. No, no, no. We'd rather go back and stop people <laughs> from taking wings off of bird cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thomas, do you own a gun? No. No? Just those two? Not even those yet. Not even th- wow. Not even those wow. yet. Wow. Okay, fine. I was just <coughs> trying to invite you back into this conversation. but Do you own a gun, Drew? Uh, I don't, but my wife owns a couple. Oh. Yeah. Handguns? Yeah. Anytime somebody comes in this house, I'm going to cower in a corner and toss her her clip. <laughs> <laughs> Reload me, babe. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, yeah. I see that you own a bow, though. I or- do. I have my, my hunting bow I never use anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Have you ever used it? I have used it uh, enough to make the string make all the little tiny hairs that I worry about. But mm. yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I used to be really in archery. That's been a part of this show before where I talked about <coughs> hobbies that have died. Yeah. And uh, That one didn't make the cut. After it, the... it died, and it's kind of like come back every once in a while, but yeah. it hasn't been something that I've stuck with, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Just like all of our hobbies, have you have you stuck with a hobby recently, Tom? Yeah, hiking. Oh, that's right. That's a yeah. good. But that's hobby. just like walking in the woods, though. That doesn't count. Yeah, it's cheap. I know. I it's need a cheap. I, I need get a, a cheap hobby. I can, you know, go out there and <clears throat> contemplate life and come back, and you feel so much better when you get back. Yeah, and... I don't spend money. See, so, I need I need cheap hobbies. See, I love. That's what I love about hiking. Anything in the woods, it's free. All my hobbies are expensive and time-consuming. <laughs> See, I, I kind of avoided those. I'm like, mm, I don't have enough time nor money for that. Yeah, like cars. They're so time-consuming. It's true. It's crazy. I was going to say, like, when I start to get more money, probably the hobby that I'm going to pick up is travel. I'm probably going to start. That, that's a to... hobby. Yeah. Yeah. If I had unlimited funds... I would still forget to travel and spend too much money on cars. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> People are like, I went to Greece. I'm like, yeah, but look at this. Yeah. Right? right? It's look a grand hat. Yeah. We're talking about I got it, right? <laughs> Me, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I, I bought the college car that I thought was awesome. I got a Jeep Grand Cherokee 92. It whoop, works. Whoop. Yeah. And I drive all around the country in it. And I camp in it. I, yeah. do, I do like traveling via the road. Like, I, I like, like flying, not, too, but, yeah. like, road trips. Like, I like going on road trips. Yeah. I actually, if I could, would once a month go somewhere in my car, if I could, but I can't, because I have children <laughs> and responsibility and a job. Well, you could, like, knock out at Friday afternoon, like, after you get off, and just I, say, hey, <sighs> you're on, and I'm out. And then my wife would be like, where are you going? <laughs> just Get be like, don't here. worry. I'm not cheating on you. I'm just going to see cool things. <laughs> She's like, and you're leaving me behind? Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody needs to stay with the kids. So we'll see. She has the like time. the tracker app on you. It's like, what? <laughs> How did Across you get the to desert? North Dakota already? <laughs> yeah. Actually, that is t- it's only 10 hours away. I know. Yeah. And- that would be a that'd be a quick trip, right? Twenty hour round trip. Yeah, <laughs> you could do it. If you started at like oh please ten. I, well, wasn't wasn't uh, hold on, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? Have you ever read that book? Mm-mm. Oh, what? That is a. If you think of yourself as any kind of motorcycle hipster guy, you have to read that book. Okay. I actually 
for image purposes only, I didn't enjoy the book, but for image purposes only, would go to a coffee shop on my motorcycle and read that book, hoping somebody would be like, what are you reading? I'm like, oh, actually? Let me tell you. <laughs> Glad you asked. This is Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Uh, it's kind of a book nobody knows about. Yeah, kind of like when tools will read like the art of war just because it makes them look like they're like intellectual are you into war <laughs> or did somebody come oh, up and be like know? hey wait a minute i know you can i get a picture with you i met tj miller <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you know what tom <laughs> fuck you that was kind of funny <laughs> the first recorded recorded that was the recorded. first funny thing you've said on this show the whole time for a year that we've been going i'm just oh, kidding please, that was man. hard i'm sorry i love you that was good yeah uh, that was actually. <laughs> if Dude, that, if that happens in public, I'm gonna nutshot you because I know that you would have been the one that set that up. Dude, if I could get that on camera, it would be worth it. Oh I can see. I'm not we should pay someone to do it. I really would. I'm gonna stop both of you then. Now you're accomplice. <laughs> I, I now know it's both of you. Hey, you see that guy right there? Here's 50 bucks to run up to him and be like, hey, can I get a picture with you? You're TJ Miller. You're my favorite comedian. Perfect. We look nothing alike. There is no similarities to us, minus maybe our voice. Yeah, the look, I, it's somewhat similar, but not, not close enough. But the voice. Oh, wait. He must be, uh, I was going to say, he's probably cut his hair for a roll. I need to get a picture with him. Yeah. You, know what new role? you know what we should do? We should start a new podcast called TJ Miller's Podcast, <laughs> and I'll just pretend to be TJ Miller the whole time. And I, yeah, I'll just do a whole podcast. The podcast should be called "Is This TJ Miller?" And then Is we'll play a recording of his TJ voice Miller. and then yours, <laughs> and see if the people can tell yeah. the difference. My favorite. I, I saw a stand-up of his. I don't know why he was wearing like a visor, like a, a welding. welding helmet. Yeah. Wait, did you see this? Yeah. So he's <laughs> he walks up to this guy in the audience. <laughs> Was it the mentally challenged Just guy? <laughs> and he goes, hey, you got cargo pants on. Yeah. What kind of cargo are you carry in those pants? And the guy just full on explains his pants very in depth about how he doesn't actually carry cargo pants in him, but he likes the feel of cargo pants. TJ Miller, the look on his face, he's just like, I'm going to stop making fun of you right now. <laughs> I want everybody to know I'm not making fun of this guy. And he just yeah. steps back and he's like, <laughs> I listened to him for a solid 10 minutes. I let him have his, his moment. We're going to go back to this. We're going to go. <laughs> what kind of car do you well, he was sitting in the front row, and you he could was. tell he was he, he was mentally challenged somehow. Mentally handicapped. I don't know. Yeah. Something. Let, let's something. not and try so, and figure out the... Yeah, I'm not going to try and... Yeah. Appropriate I know, term for that. Yeah. Whatever I'd say would probably be politically incorrect. But, but he... Yeah, because he realizes it about halfway through, and he's like, oh, man. And then he just lets the guy continue <laughs> yeah. talking about his cargo pants. Good on him, though. Yeah. You know, for being a guy that is apparently maybe a piece of crap. He, I don't know. I can't say. He treated that situation with decorum and respect. Yeah. And shout yeah. out. Yeah. Shout out TJ Miller. We sound the same apparently. Yeah. And maybe don't. Please somebody maybe jump do. in there and say maybe don't. <laughs> Comments, please. Uh, no, we're we're completely good for uh, you sound like DJ Miller. Oh, yeah. Census. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm going right. to shoot at TJ Miller. <laughs> hey, at TJ Miller. Come listen to our crappy podcast where Maybe the host sounds exactly like you yeah that would be fun then no one would know where i stop talking and he continues talking yeah it'd be like just talking to yourself the whole time yeah be like wow drew really likes to talk to himself or people would be like wow tj miller that would be more believable just be confusion yeah wow. no, there we go thank you thank you for 
saying I look like Weasel from Deadpool. Uh, hey. Not Deadpool himself. Come on, underage kid in the corner. <laughs> yes. Help me out here. Uh, he underage like kid in the corner. <laughs> Sports desk. <laughs> Sports from a desk, you maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh? What was the Silicon Silicon Valley? Silicon Slopes. No, Silicon no. Valley. Yeah. Silicon Valley, the show. Oh yeah. That was a good show. I watched that. That was good. T.J. Miller's in that. Yeah. You know, he's had a a flavorful career. Kinda. I'm trying to think here. Yeah, she's out of my league. Watch it. <laughs> he's on. He's on. She's out of my league. Also known as maybe an Allstate commercial. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. State Farm. State Farm. Commercial. Same writer, probably. So. Uh, ooh, there we go. He was in Goon, the second one. So I, I think him and Jay Burrowchell probably are friends in real life. Probably. Because oh, they've been in a lot of stuff together. Now thinking about it, I can't think of another movie that he was in besides that. Who Jay Barrowchell? Yeah, he was in Tropic Thunder. He was in Goon One, Goon Two, uh, Knocked Up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. He's been in a lot more stuff too, but yeah. not as like the main character. No, right? okay. no. He's always kind of like. But in that one, he was the main character. The yeah. secondary. See, I don't, character. I don't think that would have worked because he's not a main character kind of guy. No, well, well, that's kind of the point. He was kind of part of, of the, the ensemble movie? with Tropic Thunder okay. because there was him, Robert Downey Jr., Jack Black, and Ben Stiller. Gotcha. And they were all going through the jungle. How yeah, old are your kids? Two. That's right. You have twins. Yeah, twin oh. boys. Bless your soul. Yeah. And they're only two? Yeah, they're oh. two and a half. I how guess. did you get out tonight? How'd you, how are you here? Well, I have a window. Shout out to your wife. Yeah, shout out. And they were screaming when I left. So. Oh, that's so... Oh, fun. I... My wife... My wife is also uh, a saint, and every once in a while will let me out of the house. And at one point, Brandon and I were doing... I think it was like Movie Wednesdays or something, where I'd slip out and go to a movie. I also didn't have a whole lot of other things I was doing in my life. So don't be like, whoa, you're going to movie with kids? But sometimes <laughs> I would leave the house... And I was like, oh, God, I feel so bad. I know. <laughs> These kids are You feel guilty. Rude. You could, like, see the age happening on my wife's... Just baby. aging? Like, like, it's like, help Like me. the beginning, like, <laughs> saving <laughs> Private Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I wish, I could, I wish I could help you right now. I'm sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> I have to go. I have to go. The movie's starting. The movie's starting. And then we'd get to, like, Pins and Ales and have a couple <laughs> drinks before the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I feel guilt. Yeah. Yeah. The giggles really show that through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel guilt as he drinks. I feel guilt. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. Well, I'm the only person drinking, so I got to drink for. I, I really four. want to get your wife's My uh, wife. permission to have a drinking game with you on episode. And just have you hammered. You would. You would need to make sure that my wife understands. I would not be cognizant after the show. Oh no. If I, if I can make you... I mean, like, we're recording it now, but maybe people that don't watch the Instagram don't know. Yeah. This is recorded on Sunday night. Like, I got to get up for work in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go a little... I'm going to go a little ham, but I'm not going to go a lot of ham. Yeah. We're the one ounce pour, not the all of it pour. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to have the one ounce equal all of it pour, Drew. How about this? What? Nope. I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. Come on now. No, 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 no. We're good. Uh, what final thoughts do you want to leave our listeners with? How would somebody get into, would you say, the best way to get into your hobby? So getting into working on vehicles slash motorcycles. Yeah. So buy a bunch of stuff and stick it in a storage shed. <laughs> That's what I do. That's and I would hobby. not recommend that. Hoarder. 
yeah, it's once you have a storage shed or a storage unit, you've gone too far. So, <laughs> so don't do that. If you have more stuff than will fit in your garage, then you you just need to pump the brakes. Um, if you want to get into something like that, then I would just start with something simple. It doesn't even have to be like expensive or something that would be like popular or anything like that. Just find something that needs some work, like an old dirt bike or something, buy it and just kind of start from the beginning forums, YouTube, you can still get manuals for them, like uh, repair manuals, things like that. And, and it's, it's just fun to kind of learn about things as you, as you work on them. And it's, uh, it's pretty fulfilling once you have something that is broken and then get it to a point where it runs and you can ride it or drive it. And there's, there's not many better feelings than that sense of accomplishment, I guess, of just kind of working on your own stuff, even if it's something as simple as just changing your own oil. I doubt, I don't know, what percentage of people do you think even change oil on their vehicles anymore? I don't. Oh, okay. Well, I do, bad actually. example. Yeah. And the reason for it, so I did the math one time. I went and I bought all the quartz oil, the filter, and then I did my own oil change. Because I, I, I used to do the oil change. Sorry, I shouldn't say I don't anymore. I do it, obviously, on my Dodge because mm-hmm. I don't trust anybody. Right. But, like, on my newer cars, I just tell my wife, like, go to a Jiffy Lube or some shit. That's true. Because I bought all the oil and I did it all myself. And I found out it was, like, a $5 difference. Especially with Walmart, I, I guess. Walmart is crazy. so dirt cheap. I don't know how they're doing it. Like, I don't know how Arby's affords to make their sandwiches that cheap. And I don't know how Jiffy Lube affords to make their oil changes that when cheap. When was the last time you ate at Arby's, homie? Yeah. I was going to say. They ain't cheap. Oh, really? No. I was just going off that Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> it's four for eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, again, back when you get the XR200s for, uh, uh, you know, true. a hundred bucks. That's true. No, I, uh, I I will say. Maybe that's a bad example because. The oil change. Well, the oil change. Here's the thing. I think people should change the oil and learn how to do it. And I think people should change their spark plugs this is crazy as somebody we work with okay her boyfriend took his jeep in to get uh some maintenance work done and they charged him fifteen hundred dollars to replace his freaking spark plugs fifteen hundred dollars do you know how easy it is to take a coil pack off of a modern car it's a 10 millimeter bolt you just pull it off pull the coil pack off and then take a spark plug out that's it there's no way that it's going to cost $1,500. I have two stories that relate to that. So that's another thing too is like working on your own vehicle is nice nowadays because I have very, I guess, very little faith in a lot of repair shops in being honest and not just upselling. So Everybody upsells. So for example. You're, you're a salesman. You upsell, don't you? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I mean, I claim to be a salesman, but I'm. We'll see. We'll see. That's <laughs> how we all are, man. Yeah, it's, it's everyday life in sales. Drew's a true salesman. I'm on the. I'm on a sales team. I'll say that. So. People, people just buy from me because they think they're buying from TJ. Yeah, Miller. they're like, oh, are you the guy from Deadpool? I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah, sign. Yeah, I am. <laughs> do you want? Do you want a picture? So, story number one. I had a neighbor that was an elderly lady, like late sixties. Um, she had 
stop stop you can't say elderly lady in her 60s you'd call your dad elderly to his face not to his face on this podcast i would i'm gonna make sure your dad listens to it i don't even know if he knows mr hunter tanner (laughs) like hey dad are you the second tj miller right now (laughs) you don't know who that is but are you the second hunter tanner no oh the first and probably the last because my name's you, confusing. Did you feel a drive or a sense of like you had to be a hunter because your name was Hunter? No, but I think if I didn't hunt, then I would have some sort of like a... Hunter's remorse? <laughs> hunter's remorse. <laughs> there would be a, I would be a little bit of a poser, I guess. Oh, see, that's something from our generation that nobody cares about anymore. Posers? Posers. Is that a word anymore? I don't even think anyone cares. Do you remember, like, uh, at least I remember, I I wore a pair of uh, Osiris's. Oh, yeah. People were like, you even skate? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, take those off. I was like, who do I give them to? And they're like, that guy, he skates. And I'm like, here's a, some Osiris. It's like the meme of the little kid with the surfing shirt. And the <laughs> grandpa's like, you don't surf. You've never surfed. You like, <laughs> like, posing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, posing culture is just, yeah, it's become rampant. No, nobody from our generation is enforcing the posing code like they used to in high school. One of our coworkers I wore, got. I wore a studded belt one time, and somebody's like, "Are you even punk?" And I'm like, yeah. oh, "I like the Clash." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of our coworkers got called out. Oh yeah. By Frank. <gasps> Christina was wearing hey, a Janis Joplin shirt. Frank was on the show. Was Shout he? out Frank. Shout yeah. out Frank. You have to listen to that episode. He likes Hot Wheels. Yeah. He loves Hot Wheels. He loves Hot Wheels. Christina is wearing a Janis Joplin shirt, and Frank's like, oh, I love Janis Joplin. What's your favorite song? And then you know how it went from there. So anyways. I don't know. Did she say, I love her early work in Big Brother and the Holding Company? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, but honestly, like. No, she claimed it immediately. I don't know. I don't know any of the songs. I just like the shirt. So that just goes back to me being a poser if I I didn't hunt. So Why? Why has posing culture just run rampant? I don't know. Here's, Colin, here's, here's you're something. the you're the uh, young person expert as the well, only underage person yeah. in the podcast. Yeah, let's get an underage person on this drinking podcast. Come on, go on. Let's let's get your mic up to speed. Boom, hop in. All right, talking to this mic, Colin. Hello. No. Talking to it like you mean to talk into it. Hello. There oh, we go. his we voice go. cracked while he was saying it. That's great. <laughs> here's hitting, here's hitting another puberty one. on the podcast. On right the now. podcast, you're gonna want to talk right <laughs> into milestone. it. Milestone. Okay. Here's another fun fact about posers. pretend like right into it. This is weird. You know, there we go. Okay. All right. So your culture, <laughs> as a young one, your people, your co- oh wow, look at how brazen he is with his <laughs> words. With the W Riz. All right. <laughs> yeah. W Riz. What is Riz? Game. <laughs> like when you can spit a game at somebody, it's now called W Riz. So mm. if you rizzed on a girl, that's <laughs> that's that's <laughs> you're <laughs> you're sp- spitting game at your girl. I, yeah. I, I I was rizzing on this girl. I was rizzing on this. <laughs> she yeah, was, she was you... looking up at me, and I was like, "Here comes all the riz." <laughs> rizzing. Uh, there that's a real back. word. Yeah. Does your mom know you're on this podcast right now? Sure. You should text her and tell her you're on a podcast with TJ Miller. Yeah. <laughs> Consider it. All right. Before we get uh like shut down, what, do do you guys have any kind of like posing culture right now? Like, does anybody check anybody on anything? What do you mean by that? All right. 
because uh, you don't know what Osiris is. Are. <laughs> so okay, if, if, so here's, here's now, a good what's example. What's your favorite artist? What's your favorite artist? Like music artist? Yeah, music artist. I'm going to go with Mac Miller. Oh, great, great. So if somebody was like, I like Mac Miller, and then you were like, name their favorite song, and they were like, I can't, what would you do? <laughs> uncultured oh. so it exists it still exists yeah, okay. we just don't see it in the same light but good i'm, I'm surprised to hear that because you just see kids with nirvana shirts and just like, stuff that hey name a nirvana song um oh on this like there you go winner winner chicken dinner i've raised him right drew yeah I, I know you have i know he's probably listened to all of nickelback so and wu-tang wu-tang Nice. That's the thing. If you can't name three, can you name three members of the Wu Tang? Can you? Probably. Name them. Think about it. three. Um, ODB. Okay. And here we go. The RZA, the Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, mm-hmm. Inspect the Deck, Raekwon the Chef. Oh, Raekwon, I would. have. No, I'm done. Yeah, that's it. Ghostface yeah. Killer. Oh yeah, Ghostface. How about? M-E-T-H-O-D, man, Method Man. What? That's like everybody should go. And Red was in that too, wasn't he? Red was man? he? I think yeah, Red I think was. later on though. Yeah, Method, Red, no. I was going to say Method, Red, no D-E-B. Anyway. Like For you the had record, to... I'm not wearing a Wu-Tang <coughs> shirt I know, right for now. Sure, so. For sure, yeah. But you had to like know. You had to know that stuff. In, Dude, it was. Yeah, back in my day, you had to know that. It's like if you didn't know what a 442 was, mm-hmm. right? We didn't even go into that. What is a 442? Um... So what's your what's your version of a 442? Well, the 442 start out in 64 as a I want to say four speed four barrel dual exhaust. Okay. And maybe I need to double check that. But after the first year they changed things up and so it didn't mean that if didn't mean those exact options anymore cuz they changed it because you could get them with an automatic and right. so on and so forth, but they kept the name 442, and it just stuck, even though they didn't really mean that you had to have those three things in the 442. Yeah, because so. all, I, all I remember about the 442 was that it was four barrels, twin exhaust, and then the four in the middle. I always thought it referred to, like, it was a 400 series engine, so 455, so 400. 60, yeah, yeah, after 64, that's what a lot of people thought that that's what it meant but it didn't have a 400 the first year in 64 they have a 350 it was a three i want to say it was a 325 327 no 325 i think so oldsmobile had their own their well, yeah, a whole different set of motors was, pontiac had their own was oldsmobile the nailhead or was that buick buick that's right so you gm guys you have too many too many options see i feel the same about mopar stuff it's well, like it's Chrysler, Dodge, Plymouth. That's no, it. no. I'm just saying, like, like, like Plymouth, the Roadrunner was equivalent to the Charger. The Charger. Yeah, but what about the Coronet? It's also a B body, but that's see, different. that's where it gets confusing. It's not different. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> that's why they're, <laughs> they're both. What I'm trying to say is they're both confusing because because you had four different brands under four or five different brands under. See, and GM, that's so. where I'm not knowledgeable enough, even though like. A claim to be a Mopar guy. Here we are back to the poser thing. Yeah. Somebody out there is going to be like, what? You think the Cornette's a B-body? That's actually a B-and-a-half body. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, this dude has a 442, and he was struggling to say what 442 meant. So. Yeah. 
and it's all now encapsulated in time and will stay out in the ether forever. Exactly. This is stuff that our generation worries about. Yep. Is people listening to this and being like, uh, judgment. Yep. Right? If somebody asked you top three Taylor Swift songs, what would you say? Shake it off, number one. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's number <laughs> one. Basic white girl song. Oh. Excuse me? My bad. I'm Italian? <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who brought up T-Swift, man. Yeah, Shake It Off's a great song. I cannot go a day without seeing a basic white girl dancing their, their butt off to that one. Hmm. You're you're narrowing in on basic white girl here. <laughs> I mean, that's your demographic here in Utah, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anything you want to leave the listeners with? I already asked you that question. Uh, I don't know if we went all the way into it, though. Oh, because we started talking about oil changes and people getting fucked, and then you started talking about oh, I was gonna whether or not this old lady... And then we yeah, okay. Tell your two stories. Let's get those out there. Oh, so this non-elderly lady, late non 60s. elderly lady. Young, spry woman. Mm-hmm. She went... She talks like this and says hello. <laughs> she, she took her car in to get a tune-up at a certain place tune-up place yeah they told her she needs a new engine she's like okay that's weird it was running pretty good i just came in to do some basic (laughs) tune-up maintenance (laughs) (laughs) brought it back she knew that i worked on cars a little bit and so she asked for my second opinion i guess i don't know why but so I was like, oh, I'll look at it. That's weird that you would need a new motor. They had taken her spark plugs out, at least three of them. Are you serious? Smashed them so that the gap on the spark plugs was smashed. And so it was running very rough after that. And then they told her that she needed an engine rebuild. So that's story number one. What? Hold on. Yeah, that one's bad. I want to put these. Who was it? Who was the maintenance place? So it Say was, their name. Let's put it on blast to all two people that listen to my show. <laughs> I want to say... I'm trying to remember. It was in St. George. Okay. Bracken's Auto Tech, I believe, was the place. Bracken's Auto Tech. Shame on you. (laughs) Shame on you. Shame, shame, This was years ago. Shame. Years ago. They might be out of business. Hopefully. Hopefully. Story number two. This was a few weeks ago. Um, My brother-in-law took his van in to get the oil changed. They said, um, no, it wasn't his van. It was his car. They said, you are you have run out of ATF. We need to fill your ATF. Guess what? They run out of, those that don't know, automatic transmission fluid. Automatic transmission fluid. So okay. you're, it's not on the dipstick. It's completely gone. We need to fill. Because they were checking the dipstick and park, not drive? The car is a manual. So. <laughs> wow. Also, Bracken's Auto Tech, permanently closed. <laughs> oh, yay. Goodbye, Bracken's. Permanently closed. Permanently closed. Very so wait, nice. they were telling him he needed ATF on a manual transmission car. Exactly. And he... He doesn't know like, cars at all, but he was like, okay, the car is a manual. It's a stick. And the guy really like tried to... Like cover himself. Oh like, no, I meant oh. gear oil. I meant gear oil. Yeah, it's I meant a stinky wipe, one. Wiper fluid. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like scratches it off the quote. Like, anyways. So needs ATF. That's great. I'm not. I'm not saying that all car shops are dirty, but I would say most. I, I wouldn't say they're dirty. It's like a, it's now just become this innocent like they're just trying to make more money kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Because I go into 
I go into dealerships to get my car serviced, and they'll come out and they'll be like, "Hey, you know, you need a new air filter." I'm like, "Will you bring me my air filter and show me that I need a new one?" Mm-hmm. They'll be like, "Oh, n- no, it's uh, uh I'm like, because I have." A reusable air filter on there. Yeah. So I don't know why I'd need a new one if it's called reusable. Yeah. And I could just... But I mean, is it dirty? They use lingo now like, we recommend yeah, doing we this, this, and this. we recommend... I love that. We recommend that you do a throttle housing cleanse. <laughs> like, are you guys going to spray carb cleaner into my throttle body? <laughs> like, fuck you. I'll, t- I'll go home and do that myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we recommend yeah. that you drain all the uh, differential fluid out and yeah. replace it. I have 50,000 miles on this truck. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, we, I mean, you don't, you don't have to do it. Then why would you say it? Yeah. If it's, if it's like, this is the most common one. You need to change your air filter. It is extremely easy to change your air, fil- air filter yeah, on most hey. vehicles, and it's much, much cheaper to buy one off the shelf <laughs> when you're at Walmart yeah. and put it in. And if you don't know how to do it, then jump on YouTube. There's a five-minute video, and you're going to save yourself for all those bucks. out there, for all those out there that want to get into working on your own car, start with an air filter. Start with the air filter. Yeah. It is it is two clips on your box. Clip clip. Then you just yank it up, and then you put the new one in, and then clip, clip, it's done. Yep. At most, it's maybe a 10-millimeter bolt that you just unscrew, and that's it. That is, that's one of the easy ones. Uh, cabin air filter. I love when they're like, your cabin air filter's filthy. And I'm like, how? I mean, I don't drive through anything crazy. Yeah, cabin air filters, cabin filters, that's another thing. Can, also, when they I'm not going to say every vehicle is easy, but you can figure it out and you can save some money. Have you seen the white trays that they bring out now? No. So they'll they'll take little like eye droplets of your samples of your fluids and they'll put them on the tray. And they'll what? bring it out and they'll say, "This is what your fluids look like. This is what your fluids look like on this drugs." This is what <laughs> they should look like. We recommend replacing your fluids. Yeah. Uh, all the fluids that they should look like are just brand new fluids. So it's like, of course it should look like that. It's brand new. (laughs) I think the only thing that's ever stayed the exact color I put it in as was antifreeze. Yeah. (laughs) It's still neon green. Yeah. (laughs) It might be like floats of brown in there, but. Yeah. Your your wiper fluid. Yeah. Wiper fluid. That's always it. What if he brought that? This is what your wiper fluid looks like. (laughs) That's what it should look like. Like, all right. Thanks. All right. Cool beans. So. Yeah, I would say get on YouTube. That's that's a yeah, big one. Start small. Start working yeah. on your vehicle a little bit, and it's not for everyone, but it's fulfilling if you can do at least one thing and not pay someone to do it. So it does it does feel pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on our show with Hunter today, talking about his hobby of uh, working on cars, working on cars and, and bikes and, and restorations and and misquoting. State Farm commercials. <laughs> Quoting State Farm commercials. Thank you, an, And coming up with an awesome uh, thing that we're going to do to Drew. Maybe uh, oh, yes. first. So just say your tagline. Uh, goodbye, TJ Miller. Fuck you. <laughs>